Are you ready for the end of the world? You are listening to Electronica with the sound of the sun in the background. So, today is Friday. Hopefully you knew that. August 27th. Today happens to be the birthday of President Lyndon B. Johnson. B stands for Baines, just in case you didn't know it. Our 36th president. But more important than that, it is the birthday of Mother Teresa. Mm. It is the Independence Day for Moldova. That happens to be an island that is very big in climate change because they figure out that they will be the first one to go underwater. Yeah, they, they very well might be. They're... So they actually signed a climate agreement underwater. The whole cabinet was wearing scuba gear, <laughs> and they actually, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. So, tomorrow, Saturday, August 8th, 28th, it is Dream Day Quest and Jubilee, and also the Feast of St. Augustine, and Race Your Mouse Around the Icons Day. <laughs> um, I've never actually done that. Um, is, it, is that a modern-day form of exercise? <laughs> <It's> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, Sunday is uh, According to Hoyle Day. More herbs, more herbs, <laughs> less salt. Yeah. That should be every day. More herbs, less salt. And Sunday is also the anniversary of Hurricane Katrina and the birthday of Michael Jackson. That white entertainer. <laughs> yeah. So let's see. Uh, oh, I've, I've been hearing about this from friends. Uh, Monday is uh, the start of Burning Man 2010. If you're not familiar with Burning Man, uh, do some online investigation. It's a big art festival out there in the desert. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere desert. Yeah, they go in the middle of nowhere. They create like a, I don't know, an artist performer's sort of paradise out there in the middle of nowhere. And they try to survive in the dust and debris of a desert. Yeah. <laughs> and then when they're done, they clean up everything and there's nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I hope to go someday. Monday is also National Holistic Pet Day. So if you have a whole pet... That's the day for it to be um, holistic. <laughs> yeah, the other days are for half of your pet, but uh, Monday's the day for all of your pet. Uh, Monday is also the birthday of uh, Fred McMurray, the actor, and uh, Ted William, the baseball uh, person. <laughs> and uh, Huey P. Long Day in Louisiana. Tuesday is Love Litigating Lawyers Day. <laughs> I actually said it right. All right. <laughs> the, the the Triple L Day, um, the anniversary of the death of Diana, Princess of Wales. It's Constitution Day in Kazakhstan, Freedom Day in Malaysia, Independence Day in Kazakhstan, let's see, Kazakhstan, Malaysia in Trinidad, and National Heroes Day in the Philippines. Huh. Um, this is for all the people who are listening in the rest of the world. Yes, we do pay attention to you. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, coming up on Wednesday uh, is uh, Constitution Day in Slovakia, uh, Independence Day in Uzbekistan, and Revolution Day in Libya. There's 
A lot, of, a lot of like Independence and Revolution Days around here. Yeah. Um, next Thursday is Bison Ten Yell Day, which <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but um, I'm going to look it up when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you get to yell at ten bison uh, <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah. It's, no, I think you just yell ten times bison. <laughs> bison! Bison! Ah. All right, I have eight more to go. Did you know there's a whole sentence composed ju- uh, just of the word buffalo? No. Look that up online. Buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. <laughs> okay. Um, it is also Calendar Adjustment Day, VJ Day, and Independence Day for Vietnam. That's all next Thursday. Hmm. All right. Those are the holidays. Now let's get into happenings. Did you know that this town happens to be a happening town? That's right, because you send your happenings to us, the happening guys. I just managed to say happening four times. The beginning of the school year means that the International Coffee Hour um, starts back up. And normally it is in the Northwex Annex Building B. But today, from 3 till 5 o'clock, it's the first one of the year, so it's a very big one. It will be in the upstairs of the rec center, the recreation (laughs) center. Yes, it's going to be so big they wanted to have it at the rec center. Yeah, let's rec some... Let's wreck some food. They have snacks and teas and stuff, and you get to meet people from, I was going to say the rest of the world, but um, America is part of the world. So. Yeah, yeah, in theory, anyway. So Hopefully. You, you get to meet international students from the country, yes. the world. The world. You know, there's international students who live in America. So hmm. did you know that um, the majority of people who live in America aren't from here? <laughs> so that makes all of us internationals. Yes, <laughs> you know? it does. So you, too, are a member of the world. <laughs> that reminds me of the joke I saw online. Uh, uh, immigration is, isn't a new issue. Uh, it's been happening for hundreds of years, you know, since the... Uh, oh, I forget how they worded it. They worded it's it really funny. It's not a funny. joke if you can't say yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, I can't say it right. It's all the delivery, and I botched the delivery. But, you know, that the... You know, the white people have been coming over for hundreds of years, so Native Americans have been having to deal with the immigration issue since 1492. Yeah. What do you call it? I knew a group of Native American activists who wanted to go to Arizona and start arresting anybody (laughs) um, who didn't speak the native language and, you know, say, you know, what are you doing here and start just, you know, Round them up, put them in buses, and start trying <laughs> send to them, yeah. send them to Mexico because yeah. you know that's not part of the U.S. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, you don't speak the language here. You must be an illegal immigrant." <laughs> All right, so let's see more happenings. Uh, this one was hand delivered to us. It's a, a message about critical mass. So, what is critical mass? It's a bike ride. They get out there together and they ride their bikes to show that bicycles are, in fact allowed to ride in the street more than that they're legally required to ride in the street yeah you actually can get a ticket if you're riding on the sidewalk even though you might you know be feel safer it's actually illegal to ride on the sidewalk yeah so in order to sort of strengthen people's resolve to ride in the street they have these critical masses it also can often be a fun event you know share the bike riding experience with other people it's the last friday of every month yeah last friday of every month and they're having this one uh... is meeting at the student center on the east side, the main entrance. It's happening at 5 p.m. today. 
Uh, well, they gather there at 5 to, to talk about the route. Until and there's a mass. Yeah, until there's a mass. So you starting know. at 5, they gather, and then around 5.30 or so is when they actually take off. So the mask you, reaches criticalness and, you know, <laughs> kind of goes. Yeah, once they reach critical mass, they just pop out there automatically. There you go. And uh, helmets are welcome. I know when I ride a bicycle, I always wear helmets, like to protect my, you know, my noggin. Yeah, you can either protect, what is it, um, your brain, or you can, you know, protect, what is it, your coolness. Uh, yeah, as, you know, some people they'd rather you know kill themselves than yeah. and be cool. Some people are like, well, you know, a helmet it'll mess up my hair. Well, right. you know, hitting the pavement also messes up your hair. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really, I never knew that. So, um, you've probably heard about the international slow food dinners called um, Rice and Spice every Friday. Well, they were going on all summer long without a theme, but today is the first theme. And then from now through the rest of the you know year, there will be a theme each week. Um, if you would like to know about anything we're talking about on the show, you should probably get our newsletter. And our newsletter, we actually include stuff that we don't end up talking about because we can't squeeze it all in. Um, today's theme is Ramadan Iftar. Now, in the Islamic calendar, the holiest month is that of Ramadan. It is a month of fasting and intense spiritual commitment and one of the five pillars of Islam. In the evening after the sun has set, the fast is broken with a dinner. In fact, iftar means fast breaking. We are extremely honored and excitement to be able to host the International Cultural Dialogue Student Association and grateful for the dinner and discussion they will be preparing. Please join us as we learn about each other and ourselves in this important and eventually delicious slow food dinner. Cooking and fellowship begins at 6 p.m., but dinner will not actually begin until after sunset. That's when you break your fast at sunset, which this time of the year is hard. Huh. You know, Ramadan changes. Yeah, it changes. And so in the summer, it's a lot harder because you have a lot longer day. Yeah. You know, you have to eat before the sun comes up, or you know, in the morning, and then you have to eat after the sun goes down in the evening. Yeah. And I could go without eating for a long time, but the hard part is you're not supposed to drink either. <laughs> and I don't think I could do that. Yeah. I mean, I think you would have some intense spiritual... Experiences, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially... You know, working outside in the summer. Yeah, and it shifts. Uh, it shifts earlier each year too. So that means next year it'll be even more sunlight. So, so again, um, that is this evening. All are welcome, and it's free, of course. Find out what it's all about, and well, show up. It is this Friday. That's today from 6 o'clock at the Guy House Interface Center. That's 913 South Illinois Avenue. Yeah, I'm going to be going to that. Uh, I was reading up on it, too, and I guess... The if Tree Song's going, that <laughs> means you must go to at least congratulate him for having a, this awesome radio show. <laughs> yes. You know? Have you ever wondered what... You know, we both have faces made for radio, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't come up and say, hey, you look like a person that should be on the radio. So <laughs> please come up and tell us that. Um, this is your chance. If you would like to send a happening to us, info at 
your community spirit or to get on our mailing list. You can also email me at treesong at treesong.org. And our mailing list is getting um, bigger, more people, but the the content is getting more extravagant <laughs> with yeah. pictures and links to videos, etc. So, all right. What other happenings do we have? Oh, yeah. We've, got, we've actually got more food-related happenings. Those are some of the best ones. <laughs> we've got the annual Watermelon Welcome. That's coming up uh, this Sunday, August 29th, from noon to 8 p.m., sort of an all-day event there. And there's a history to it. Many years ago, in a galaxy far, far away, known as Carbondale, <laughs> SIUC professor and uh, father of sustainability, R. Buckminster Fuller, started the Watermelon Welcome as a way to help new students cool off and find a quick source of great community. So they're carrying on that tradition uh, on Sunday uh, with their own uh, events. They're going to have, I don't know, they've got some of the details on Facebook if you find the Guy House Interfaith Center Facebook group. Um, it's basically you come and hang out and have watermelon and talk to each other. It's a good way to enjoy uh, the fruit of the summer and to meet new people as the new semester starts. And have and a good you forgot. time. You forgot. Eat watermelon. You, oh, I need watermelon. You kept forgetting to mention that. <laughs> I mean, just like, so. Well, I'm thinking about it, that's for sure. <laughs> I've had some good watermelon this season. All right. A comparative look at environmental ethics, how we integrate different views. This is Tuesday, August 31st. You must go to this because it's the last day of the month, and you have to, you know, mm -hmm. if you haven't done anything educational or constructive this month yet, this is the last chance. <laughs> Tuesday, August 31st at 8 p.m. What does going green mean? There are so many theoretical frameworks that seek to explain our relationships with our fellow living beings. There are also some practical questions to consider about how our actions can reflect and respond to these relationships. Local community activist, author, and teacher, Treesong, will offer approach to all these theories and practices that stress the importance of integrating the insights of many perspectives into our individual and group efforts to improve our ecological relationships. This is Tuesday, 8 p.m. at the Guy House Interface Center, and it's sponsored by the Center for Spiritual Inquiry and Integral Education. More information, 529-1166 or michaelfisher at gmail.com. Hmm. That sounds pretty interesting. I think I may go to that. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. You're making me laugh. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, other exciting events going on. Uh, what else do we have coming up? Oh, we haven't mentioned uh, yet the uh, farmer's market. <laughs> Got an exciting farmer's market going on every Saturday from 8 a.m. until noon. And we actually have two farmer's markets. Um, the one... Uh, the big one that's been going on the longest is over on the west side of town. It's uh, just past uh, Murdale Shopping Center at the West Town Mall. Just look for a lot of people. Yeah. Drive west on 13 until the two parts of 13 merge, and then look on your left. Yep. And now the grower's market is downtown, again from 8 until noon. And then after the grower's market is the peace vigil from noon until 1 o'clock at the corner of Maine and Illinois, sponsored by the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois. We want to welcome all the students back in town, and here are a few things you can do. Get some veggies, go to the Peace, eat some food at the Rice and Spice, 
And guess what? This is a cool town. <laughs> it Welcome is. to town. <laughs> so. Yes, there's also Habitat for Humanity Workday coming up on Saturday, 8 a.m. to noon. Their work site is over at 406 East Burke Street. Now, I really like Habitat for Humanity. I know I'm grateful to have a home. If people don't have a home, if they're looking for a home, Habitat for Humanity helps them out by making homes. Um, another happening, a lot of happenings. There's, everything's starting back up. Yeah, those uh, students and faculty and such came back into town, and suddenly there's a buzz again. The, the Intro to the Art of Living course will be held on September 1st, which is coming right up. Now, the Art of Living course will be held on September 17th, 18th, and 19th, but the introduction will be on September 1st. The introduction will contain a relaxing, free one-hour introduction to the course's beautiful breath and meditation techniques and instructions on how to register. It will take place on Wednesday, September 1st at 5.30 p.m. at the Carbondale Public Library. For more information on the intro, you can call Diane at the library or contact Betsy about the intro or the course at carbondale.aol at gmail.com or 559-1541. All right, we'll be right back with World News. Yes. climate change means to you and why you want them to vote for a party that has the strongest policies to reduce pollution and address climate change. That's so hot right now. <laughs> uh, you've you've got to get on her newsletter so you can see that actual video. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she, she's got the, the facial expressions that go along with it. Yeah, it's like a, a granny that look, you know, a normal granny and then like the hip-hop granny. Like She's uh -huh. like, yeah, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter. So... <laughs> yeah, uh, so we do have one more happening. It's uh, HeroFest 2010, HeroFest 2010. It's a superhero-themed celebration of local community groups. Uh, there's going to be some live music. Got a few different bands out there, uh, Parsley and Sagebrush Dynamic Duo. Uh, we've got a ukulele play player. We've got a uh, performer called Magilla. Uh All sorts of music. We're also going to have... Uh, there's this... This website you can go to where you uh, design your own superhero. Like you put different costumes on it, and then you can save it or print it out or whatever. Going to have that out there on a laptop. Uh, Going to have also community groups out there telling you how you can be a real-life superhero. And when you say out there, do you mean out there in the universe or some specific <laughs> location? Yes, the details are it's coming up not this Saturday, but next Saturday, 
Uh, it's September 4th. It's from 2 to 6 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion. That's on the corner of uh, Illinois and Main Street in Carbondale. And maybe you can convince somebody to solar power the music. Oh, yeah. that's I didn't mention that either. We've got solar-powered music, which is always a good thing. A solar-powered trailer brought to us by Advanced Energy Solutions. I didn't know that we were coming, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen the, the video on The Office where they were using the Prius to actually have this fight. They were like actually snuck up on the, the <laughs> his buddy with the Prius and pushed him into a hedge. Okay? Apparently this is no longer going to be possible. He deserves the win. The Prius will no longer be silent under five miles per hour. The silent approach of the Prius's hybrid electric motor is legendary. And by legendary, I mean it's pretty incredible that a mundane fact about the Prius's lack of noise has successfully managed to percolate pop culture. Fans of the TV show The Office will, of course, realize that I'm talking about how this quietly creeping car was turned into a weapon of choice in modern TV duels. The Prius is silent if he keeps it under five miles an hour. He deserves the win. If you actually get on our um, email list, you can see a video of this happening. Mm -hmm. But all the hilarity about the not-a-peep Prius will soon be drowned out by the news that as of next week, Toyota will be adding an artificial engine noise to third-generation Priuses. Yeah. I remember the first time I drove a Prius... I almost ran over, uh, what do they think, a vulture eating a dead animal in the road. Oh, yeah. I was just driving along, and, like, I almost hit it before it, like, went, <laughs> you know, whatever it sounds they make. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think someone who makes the Priuses probably saw that video, and they're like, okay, we've got to add some noise to this. So it doesn't, yes. I don't want to be having someone sneak up on me. And but the thing is, is they need to have it that you have the option of what type of noise. Yeah, they should do that. Like, you can put an MP3 in there. Well, I mean, you could just have, like, a bird chirping. There yeah. you go. I just made the sound. Like, record that, and you have the options. But the, an engine? Come on. Yeah. I've also heard, too, that, that some cars will have, like, a a, uh, a frequency out of the range of what human ears can hear, uh -huh. but that the animals still hear it. could have something like that, too, so you could still sneak up on your friends, but <laughs> the animals don't get hit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going over 15 miles an hour, the whoosh of the air around the car and the tires themselves, they say, is loud enough, but, you know, you have to get kind of close, but still. Yeah. It actually makes sound. But mm -hmm. if you're going really slow, there is no sound at all. Yeah. <laughs> that's the advantage. You know, um, my old electric car, I think that's going to be horrible because, you know, you'll hear the car rattling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you won't get the stuff. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, some other news. Uh, the dictionary in the coal mine. Climate change found to be rapidly altering the English language. Ah, not just climate. It's not the only thing that's changing. Um, a green audit of the latest words appended to uh, the dictionary, the Oxford English Dictionary, uh, shows humanity's panic button solution to global warming are rapidly changing the linguistic climate. The addition of, uh, let's see, carbon capture and storage, got geoengineering, and the more uh, instinctive choice for us lazy humans... Staycation. <laughs> yeah, I guess that it probably was contributed to by climate change, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, even in the light of this overwhelming evidence of climate's effect on our language, there are plenty of people who refuse to acknowledge the data. 
They would prefer to banish rather than welcome such, uh, such green-minded people from the pages of history. But if they won't speak your language, how do you talk to a climate word skeptic? That's pretty good. If you know, if you guys end up not speaking the same language. Yeah, we're going to end up. It's going to be a dialect. You know, uh, there's going to be the the ecological dialect of English and the non-ecological dialect. <laughs> uh-huh. The oil dialect. Oil. <laughs> kind of oily dialect. So, all right, I have a question for you. Homemade preserves to buy or not to buy. A familiar sight at farmer's markets across the land, lovingly made preserves and pickled vegetables on sale. If you're too lazy and unmotivated, like some of us, well, I shouldn't say some of us, because I actually, last night, canned four two-quart jars of um, peaches. (laughs) Yep. I mean, I only could fit four of them in the pot, so (laughs) I actually had five of them. So I have one that's... You know, made but not canned, so I have to eat that. Oh, done. <laughs> oh no, gotta so, eat some peaches. Um, I don't think I think I've canned like a couple times with my mom, but this was the first time I ever did it on my my own. I mean, so I'm actually trying to find out if there's anybody else who wants to get a canning thing while the peaches are still good. We'll make some peach jam, hmm. and we'll just you know buy a bunch of little pint jars and. Everybody who shows up and works, you know, making the peach jam will go home with a little pint jar, you know. But I need people to say they want to do it. So uh, yeah. if you would like to uh, learn how to can, um, sample fresh-made peach jam, um, please email me, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. We have time for... We have a whole bunch more articles, but we don't have time to talk about them on the show. So if you would like to hear slash read the rest of the articles, please get on our email list, info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Or you can email me at treesong at treesong.org. And the reason I say ORG, because some people thought I was saying dot or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're like... So, um, we can mention a headline or two. Go for it. I wanted to b- mention this one: Zen and the art of bicycle lane maintenance. When streets tell the truth about people riding in cars and on bikes, and the, the photos are what makes this story. There's like these photos that they spray painted uh, where there should be a bike lane. You know, it's like uh, this one runs on fat and saves you money, and it shows a bicycle. And it's like this one runs on money and makes you fat, and it shows a car. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. So, f- food for thought in the, the area where there should be a bicycle lane. And food for nothing else. Walmart and Tyson recall 380,000 pounds of tainted, quote-unquote, deli meats. Spooked by the half-billion salmonella-tainted eggs floating around the United States, some consumers might be tempted to skip the egg salad and opt instead for a deli sandwich. But that would be a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, that's what happens when you don't have, you know, when you have factory farming and you don't know your local farmer who's... Well, you can still have salmonella locally, I mean... Oh, yeah, you can still have it locally, too. It's more likely in the uh, extreme conditions of factory farming, though. But also, the local salmonella, usually you're used to that. If you, you know, eat vegetables and stuff like that that aren't very well washed, you will get a little bit of local bacteria. But if you're getting bacteria from the the other side of the country, that'll make you sick. Yeah, and because you're not used to that. 
And if so. it's got 10 times as much bacteria as the one you're getting locally. <laughs> there you go. So, um, I highly recommend getting on our news list, especially if you want to learn about Midwest winemakers. Someone gave me some homemade strawberry wine yesterday. So, <laughs> we'll see you again on the radio next week. This has been Your Community Spirit. It's cool. Get out. Yes, it's cool. Enjoy the weather. And we'll see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel, next week. You better enjoy the weather. I don't want to hear no complaints.